Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Never forget where you're coming from. Uh, back for good, back for good. Whatever I say, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. Have a little patience. Yeah, baby. Those are the songs of the great Take That. Guys, honestly, welcome to Private Parts. Today's episode is phenomenally, phenomenally big. It's huge. We have on the podcast today, Gary Barlow, Howard Donald, and Mark Owen from Take That. I'm a huge fan of Take That. I've been a fan of Take That for years. Honestly, at university, I used to stand on tables and sing, never forget where you're coming from. Uh, they came on. It's the first time in the world that I've been actually slightly nervous. So at the top of the show, I was a little bit nervous um, just because it's Take That. But they were wonderful, generous, kind. We chatted so much about the industry, about what they've been through. It was amazing to hear what the 90s were like. Um, if you're a huge Take That fan, you're going to love this. If you haven't had a Take That, you're going to love it anyway. And why wouldn't you have had a Take That? They're amazing. Um, best-selling albums, O2, arenas across the world, eight Brit Awards, so many things. So it's a real honor to have them on today. Um, okay, we're going to get into the episode. If you haven't already, check out our socials at Private Podcast, TikTok, Instagram, at Private Parts on YouTube. And if you haven't already, it makes a huge difference if you just click that subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast. Okay, here we go. Enjoy the episode with Take That. Welcome to the podcast, guys. This is very yeah, exciting. Great to be here. I was... Uh... I, I said to you guys I wanted to do this really early this morning, but it's it's 10 a.m. on Monday. That, that's is really that, early. Is that really <laughs> early? A, right. What time do you wake? Look, I think you wake early as well. I wake at 6 a.m. Why well, do naturally. you like? No, not naturally. Okay. So I you, set an alarm at oh, 6 a.m. Why do you like to do them early? Is there a reason? Well, I think energy better in the morning. Okay. Uh, what, what, what time do you get up in the morning? S- six, usually. Yeah. yeah. Naturally. Uh, yes. You wake up Pretty naturally much. at 6 a.m. in the morning. Not, you don't when you're in London. Not when I'm in London, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, usually. I like to get up at 6. And then what, do you have a routine in the morning? Do you meditate? Yes. No, I don't meditate. I, um, I have dogs. So okay. they take priority. So I usually go downstairs, feed them first. Mm-hmm. I'm very popular between the hours of 6 and 7 because I feed the dogs and the cats and the various animals, and then I take them for a walk, well, mm. but I run. So I go for a run, and it's nice to run early. Mm. I like I like finishing my run as the sun or the light starting to rise. It's quite nice. Are you guys, Gary, are you the same? What is your routine in the morning? You get up early. You you do the five. You're well, an early morning person. Well, the one thing I don't do ever is set an alarm. Get I think it's here. a horrible way to start. I think your body really doesn't like being shocked into waking up. There's a shock in it that way. Yeah. I don't noise. think it's good for you that. Okay. I'd cut that out. 
And you, you that's what I'm going to cut out. I think you've got that. Okay, done. Because I know, because I, I know everything. That. And then what's going to happen? I get a really important meeting and just not wake <laughs> up. Right? It's yeah. gone. Um, but you'll be if you do wake at that time every day. I think you'll wake up. I think you will. So you wake up naturally at sort of five thirty six a.m. Yes. And then what? Do you meditate? Nope. No meditation. No. Are you, no. you sound a bit disappointed that you've asked two and you're getting no meditation. Well, I, I I tell you what, I always because I've interviewed quite a lot of musicians and because you guys lead such a stressful life because it is stressful. You're touring. You're constantly producing music. You're constantly singing, performing all those different things. You have to have those times to completely switch off, and that normally involves meditation, but maybe it's not meditation. How do you meditate? Uh, yes, I do, actually. You do? Yes. Hey, you found one. Now we're in meditation. I have a new routine. So as much as I'd like to go to bed early, because if I go to bed early, I know I'm going to wake up early. If I go to bed late, which is normally me around midnight, mm. I'm going to struggle. I'll, I will need an alarm to get me up at six o'clock. But my new thing is when I do wake up at um, 6.30 normally, uh, because obviously I've got kids to take to school, is um, to do like 15, 20 minutes of stretching and exercise and do a, go into a handstand, get the blood to my head, uh, do some sit-ups and do some press-ups. Uh, no, not a lot, just only 20 minutes, but the stretching is more key than yeah, any yeah, yeah. muscle training for me. I mean, it is muscle training at the end of the day. Um, and I'll sit there... It's like a meditation, but it's also a visualization uh -huh. of how you want the day to be. So you visualize how you want the day to be, how you want to get the kids at the table and, um, you know, how you want to do that and how you want to be with them and how you want to be happy in front of them and... Uh, but none of it works. Can I just rewind that? Because <laughs> yeah. I think the, hands, oh, we go. the handstand for me... The fact that you do that, I think that's amazing. Well, I'd, I'd just really love to be able to do a handstand. <laughs> Against Never mind the wall. do it every day. Against the wall. It's not one of those where I'm like traipsing around the bedroom on my hands, like balancing myself. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I swear. All I swear. The <laughs> Please teach me. I want to be able to. This is today I'm starting. Well, you I can do one. You're not going to start doing I'm this. Gonna, you shut up, <laughs> I know it's your podcast. You shut up. You said you you're a little bit tight, as in your muscles. I don't even think my arms is gonna. If I go, it's not gonna work. It's because you're a beast. It's because you're a beast of a man, guys. That's and true. And you are. A, you I are. He's bit. built like a brick shit house, basically, my Gary. And that's why he's probably a little bit muscle bound. I reckon. You, you so do you think to... I should stretch before I start trying to do the handstand? Oh, 100 percent. That's okay. I, the handstand is last. Oh, it's last. The handstand is last. I've got more of a chance. I then. would love the fact to see you do a handstand. In the morning, every morning. If I know, well, I stop doing. About now, try to do. There's no way. I, I think you, might. you want to laugh at me, don't you? That's <laughs> you look <for> great. <laughs> if I stop setting alarm, you have to do a handstand every morning. Okay, okay, that's a fair. That's that's a. Well, deal. do you, do you have a a start I, of day? I'm trying to do it more. I can't meditate. But I why why are you trying? What, what's telling you you need to try and do something else? Because I think now we live in this time where everything is so instant and everything is so fast paced. And if you live in London or a city, it's just constant all the time. We're constantly on our phone. I checked my, I don't know if you check your screen time on your phone sometimes. Mine was like seven hours. That's like a day. A day. Oh, wow. It's, That's a that lot. That is consuming just so much. So I think being able to take a step back and relax 
is a really good... And then also you can... I did this thing basically at um, New Year last year because I, 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 everything was just going so fast. I was getting married, all these different things. So I sat in a room and I basically said, in, in complete quietness, and I just sat there for an hour and just thought, okay, what do I really want to do? Like, what do I want? And what is holding me back? And it was the first time I sort of sat in silence for ages and it made me really reflect on things. So now I'm trying to get into that space a little bit. So just to link to your question originally, when mm. we sit and write and mm. we, that's that's a form of that because that silence and that problem solving and and the, the beauty of making music, it's a very beautiful thing when it starts to work. And that's that's also like a meditation. That's a, a way of, because, I mean, I'm not a meditator, but I'm assuming it's to to break the, the, the chain of the world, mm. the meditation, is to remove yourself. Yeah. Music's that for me, definitely. Yeah. Go, going back to your phone thing, which is very interesting, when, when you do this process, you can't have a computer or a phone for a week. So, which is at first you're in sort of panic mode because you have kids at home and you want to speak to them. Not even Instagram. Like, Nothing. Nothing <laughs> Not whatsoever. Not even TikTok. <laughs> no, I don't do TikTok. I don't do TikTok. But anyway, the, with the old thing, yeah. what I have le- what what I learned at the end of it by not having it is I was shit scared to actually turn my phone on because I knew what was going to happen. Oh, and so I've, you felt it was yeah, it was almost... I felt like it was the enemy, this phone. And, and uh, what I've started doing now, which I'd urge everyone to do is... Just don't check your phone in the morning. I know there's yeah. business people that have to. Just don't look at your phone. Don't rely on your phone to turn it on and start lying there scrolling through Instagram and stuff. And I don't check my phone till after I've taken the kids to school mm. and then I will check my phone. And it's normally through, not necessarily social media, but through if there's any emails as far as work's concerned. Um, yeah, it makes total sense. That's why you don't reply then during the hours. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't reply anyway, anytime. He, he never 12. replies to any of me because he's not on his phone. This is a big question from Monday, right? So I was, I've been listening to Windows. Uh, I was listening to it all morning, actually, just on repeat because I was listening to you on Fern Codden's podcast, and it, and they said it's like a, it's very, it's like a sing along song, and the fact that you sort of collaborated so well on it, it, it just, it was so great. And it made me really thinking, it got thinking is that with you guys, you guys have had all the fame, you've had all the success, you've toured, you've had quickest selling tours, everything, but you still want to create another album. You still want to go out there and create music and you still want to do it. Why does that, what drives you to do that? Okay, what drives you to keep doing that? Well, this, this, I mean, that's, that's music, that is, that, that music is, you never, your day's never over. You, you, your work, your, your life's work is never over. Music always will reveal itself in the time when you're least expecting it. Especially if you're a songwriter, M- music is music on a whole. I mean, I've had a very good life in music. Um, my, my roots from when I was nine, when I started playing, ever since that day when I first touched a keyboard and it made sense. There's not been a day in my life that music has not been involved somewhere. And, of course, all the benefits of music is how good it makes you feel, mm. um, how, how great the chase is to, to find that song as it drifts past. I always say it's like catching an angel, that a, a piece, of, piece of music will come into your head and you turn it into a song. It's the most amazing feeling. Mm. And then the journey of it, then, you know, recording it and making it, making it a realization it's of now a living thing to then 
a few months later, looking out at um, a show and watching people sing those words in another country. I mean, it's the most incredible feeling ever. So, so it's the whole process then for you guys, because it, one would say that why don't you just create music together? But it's, it's the whole element of creating it, building it and then performing it. Like that performing with your new, you know, especially performing your new songs when you go on stage, that just must be mm. incredible, right? I think that's like the icing on the cake that it's like, you know, you've, you've done your album as, as I think the process of this album uh, so far, I mean, not so far, sorry, the process of this album of writing it as for me personally has been the best experience of any album that we've ever written. And why is that? Um, we, we did it differently this time. We, we, I think rather than us all sitting in a room, three of us, maybe with other co-writers or just the three of us and writing together, we decided to branch out and do our own thing individually and write our own songs, mm. whether it's with somebody else or mm. whether it's by, by yourself. And it, it almost gave me the freedom to do what I wanted to do and the way I wanted to portray a certain song because... If you're going with the three of us, if you have a great idea, Mark may come up with a, a better idea than that idea. And it's almost like, a, you know, you, you sometimes you feel a bit of something inside. You're thinking maybe... You find it tricky in a room oh, with all of us. Yeah, maybe because, my song... So you, you then get a... It's it's almost like a... It's a bit... Com- no, it's quite it's competitive, competitive, but I healthy. I say competitive, but... but yeah. healthy competition. <laughs> well, it's healthy. Well, yeah. It's, it's healthy, healthy competition. It's all healthy. <laughs> no, it, it, there's an energy. So, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're going... I, I I think one of the, the biggest times that we all felt it is when Rob came back uh, yeah. in 2010 and the five of us were in a room. You imagine... So, you know, you start playing something, and there's five people going, "What about this? Oh my god! Uh, what? what about this? It's, what about this? It's, it's what about this? No, what about it's this? a nightmare. It is a nightmare. And then you have a great idea. Then Matt goes to the it's toilet, a... and he comes back with another idea. And you're thinking, so it's oh, got a light my <laughs> but, but it's within like 30 minutes, it's done. You've got a lyric, you've got a melody, you've got a, a, the whole the beat, the group. Like it happens very fast. But if you're like Howard, has always been a little bit. Um, how do I say this in the right way? But Good looking. We're calling the body. We're calling the body, but it, he finds it a bit intimidating in big spaces. So we like with, as, with the bands. We like to have his own time and space. And yeah, that's, that's understandable. And we learn. I think over time you learn how people how to get the best from from people. And I think for Howard, he's found that his best way of working at the moment is to have the time to develop his ideas on his own. Yeah, so that's why I enjoyed the process because I was by myself and doing it. And then what we do then is... I really missed Howard. We all, he had a good time. We all bring <laughs> our stuff in. We all bring our stuff in together and then we work on different parts of them songs. We change lyrics. We change. might swap a verse for another verse and stuff like that. So there's our collaborative together of the songs we all collaborate on everyone's song and change stuff or whether it's a backing vocal or anything like that we, we will always collaborate on every song but it just this way of the way we did this album i felt more free to have my idea and and that's what's made me feel great about this album it's about playing to everyone's strengths when you're making a record and it's a band because not everyone is gonna feel great about walking into a big studio in Nashville and thinking, oh, I've got to make music today. That's yeah. not Howard. That's not his flavour at all, that. He prefers to go off and have the time and have the silence to go, I've got something here. And that that's worked for him really well. But but you guys then must have, you, because 
Gary, how do you say this, that having a band, I think you said, I said this on maybe your podcast, being in a band is tricky. It's hard, right? Because you have so many opinions, as you said, I just never thought of it that way. If you've got three, four, five people all having different opinions, how do you get anything ever done? So you then have to kind of be quite strong with saying, well, this is going to be... So when you guys first started, when you were 19, 20, 21, 22... You, you know, you think you know the world, but you don't know anything about the world. So then how do you navigate that at such an early age? That's tough to sort of create, find your voice, find the right music, know what works. Being self-aware enough to know, to give each other space. That's tricky, right? And that wasn't, for me, I can only talk about myself in the 90s. It was a far more aggressive way of getting what you wanted then because you were trying to prove to everybody how good you were. And it's a that's a different person than the me who's just sat and enjoyed everyone flowering in front of you and and presenting your own ideas but taking on theirs because I mean at this point there's there's not a lot that can go wrong really for us yeah. we're in a wonderful time of our lives versus being 19 trying to break into the business you know knowing you've got something great and trying to hold on to it because it came from you and it's my idea. I mean, it's a it's a totally different person, that is. Yeah, I think as well back in, I mean, we were, we we hadn't sort of found how we work within the business, I think, at that point. We were, yeah. we were too young, so we are finding our own place within the band. I mean, Gary did a lot of the writing back, well, did all the writing back in the day. Um, and so, and the rest of us were, yeah, we weren't even sort of in search of what. It, it wasn't a question of how do we do this because Gaz was the writer. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That came much later. That, 15, you know, 10, 15 years later is when we got in a room together all as writers. But did but did you guys, because Gary, you, you said you you felt, you put your hands on the piano and you started to feel it. And I also said that you used to spend your money buying keyboards. Mm -hmm. So still I, do. It still does, yeah. yeah. God, how boring. This is a whole other podcast. No, no, but, <laughs> no, no, but he, has a, he has a chain, he buys the keyboard and then he plays it for a couple of years. And then when he don't want it anymore, he'd send it to <laughs> so, Does anybody want to buy a new keyboard? <laughs> then he'll sell it to us. For a profit. Really? For a profit. Yeah. 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 I, bet, I bet you do. <laughs> I, and then you sign it as well on the side. Yeah, well. <laughs> this is a very bad picture you're painting of me. <laughs> yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You had this, obviously, inside of you, this love for music. And I love that story of when you you sent your tape to the, your manager and then you got the five messages on your answer machine all saying, call me about the music. So for you guys, how, for you, were you in love with music or was it more, oh my God, I get to be part of this band, this is exciting. Was it different or was it the same, just the love for music? I think I've, I've, I've always been in love with music because I... I, I 
you know, it, it, regardless of how simple the instrument is, I, I learned how to play the trumpet when I was a teenager and learned how to write music and, and read music. Um, but I would never say my love for music wanted me to ever be in a band. So, you know, for, for me to be in a pop band was a, a complete and utter surprise. You know, it was, um, I was always a dancer, so which is my biggest strength is dancing. So I, I believe that's what got me in this band, you know, originally. Um, so, yeah, I don't ever believe I, I ever, my dream was never to be a pop star or a rock star, whatever it may be. Because you were more in so far away as well. But, you know, when, do, we, right, when you were growing up, I was, you know, watching, you know, like the word or, you know, those old yeah. TV shows where you'd see like the Stone Roses and, but it didn't seem like it was something that you could get to. You can achieve it. It was you unachievable. Achieve, right? Yeah, it was an, an unachievable thing. Um, again, I, I was a break dancer, so I had a bit of a, a, a music. I enjoyed music, but more physically than like standing up there. And although I did do a couple of school plays and things, but uh, but I, had, I hadn't together. been into the. Yeah, that's yeah. what's so wild. And then it you, is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy that we we um you know that that five people were in this nightclub auditioned to be in this band, and it's the five people you all know to this day. You know, Robbie as well. I mean, it's just like it's crazy, right? I think if you spoke to maybe. We think it was just five people. If you spoke to our manager at the time, he might have seen a million people. I don't know his process. Yeah. It took him a while. Yeah. But I don't know how many people he, or whether we just got lucky, which which is a massive part of it anyway for any band or any musician or any or anybody in life, really. Maybe they're missing just... a trick, you know, all these, like, <clears throat> talent shows. Maybe if you, rather than doing that, they should just throw a band together <laughs> and it will work. But in a strange <laughs> yeah, way, in a, in a strange way, it gave us sort of, because there wasn't, there wasn't, like, five people wanting to, like, be a, like, a, a, a lead singer or there wasn't, like, the, you know, I'm the None of us, we found our place within, sat around a table like this. It was like, okay, so, like, Oh, you, so you're writing a song. Oh, Rob, oh, we need to rap. Oh, Rob can rap a little bit. That's but, but everybody had sort of time and because it wasn't an overnight thing to sort of find a little bit of like what they could bring to the band or, mm. you know, and I think that, and learn from each other. So we were learning all the time. We used to do uh, like Gaz would take us to his house and like we'd do like vocal mic training. Mic training. <laughs> really? yeah. I have to hold the mic. Yeah. <laughs> What? So you would be coaching as well at the same time, sort of saying, this is how we're going to do it, this is how we... On the aspects like live, because so, all I was doing was live shows every night at that point. So it was just like, you know, this is how you hold a microphone. This yeah. is Because no one had done stuff like that before. You know, Jason was on TV. He was the only one that was kind of close to... Yeah. He was doing this show called The Hitman and Her, which actually started at 2am on a Saturday night. Great time. Crazy time for TV. <laughs> yeah, great time. And it was very popular. And he was getting fan mail on that show because he yeah. was on it every week. Um, but he wasn't singing, he was dancing on there. So the music side of it, there was only me who was really involved in music at that point. But but the thing which I also find interesting that you guys spoke about is that this sense of, you know, the new album is coming out and you've got the singles said windows but you still have the sense of like okay you're going to start writing something but it may not work and you have that fear and that fear is constant because what you do is when you 
when you were younger, you were, you were fearing the whole time, but you had this amazing naivety, right? And, the, and I think naivety is your biggest weapon because it means you go and just do anything. And then as you get older, we become experienced. And I always hoped that as I got older, I'd be like, I don't care as much. Whatever, if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But you guys are saying, no, you have that fear still every single time with the music. When you release something, is it going to do, do well? If, if I write something, is it going to do well? And that's what you constantly have, right, you were saying? Well, it, you know, the funny thing is between albums, the world changes so much. Uh, I don't know whether it's just these last few years, but like the way people ingest music now is completely different than when we did our last album in 2018. I mean, it, it changes that quickly that we're kind of like, you know, there's two levels of success. The first one is we've finished an album, we're all happy with it. That's brilliant. But the second one is how do we... How do we show people what this record is you know people just don't go on to x factor anymore and that's all you need to do you've got to do like 500 things i mean even things like this this is new for us in a promotional campaign to do long form talking like this so it changes each time so of course it's nervous you're in a whole different sort of world all of a sudden um, but what are the nerves what is the fear that that someone's not going to like it that you what is the, because you, it goes back to saying you have all this success, right? You've done it all. So someone say you could just now sit back and just go, hey. I think from experience, you know, of writing albums together for over a long period of time, I think of the three of us kind of know what works. Yeah. As in what the songs are and whether the song is going to work. Because we've always said if we've been writing and we get an album together, if it, we don't think it's good enough, it's not going to be released. Get so out of here. You can't, you can't just release an album that you're not happy with. You've got to be super happy with the songs that have been brought in. And obviously the record company have too, but us first, it starts with us. You know, we've got to be really happy with them songs. So and you think, created something I think doing. we really care. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that that's, that's the, the main thing is that we really care to make good music and we enjoy doing what we're doing and and we 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 enjoy being a part of music and being a part of the world and so it's all those things you know you want mm. you want a song to be played on the radio we get excited when we hear a song on the radio like it's the first time we've ever heard it i've got some footage of when we heard us the other day and we heard, but it's really you these guys still get excited. yeah like, oh my god we're on the radio it really so, yeah really and, and 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 so and because we enjoy i think the the process, and we've also been in a time when it hasn't been there. So we, I think that that probably counts for something as well, where we weren't played on the radio and where we weren't. When was that time? That was when we sort of split up the first time, yeah. and then we all went our separate ways. Ninety six to two thousand and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rob literally took on the world and like became a super megastar, and the rest of us like didn't. I know that this is obviously like a, a strange sort of, but is that tricky when you see one of the members suddenly doing that and you guys aren't performing what you do in love and you kind of think, well, hang on a second, why are we not doing that? It's, it's a funny one. And again, it, it's not something nowadays that is constantly on my mind anyway, but but being this is where it becomes tricky being in a, in a band because if you're a solo artist, yeah. you're possibly comparing yourself against other solo artists that came out the time you came out. When you're in a band, you're constantly comparing yourself to the other members. 
to see where you where 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 are you going on holiday? Where, where, where? I mean, it's literally <laughs> like honestly. Gary's got another so, piano. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you you because you're constantly around the chat and you're wow. in the same band. And so for me, that period of when we weren't doing anything and, and uh, you know, Rob was doing what I wanted to do, it was very, very tricky period for me. That would be tough because it is, you, you, you forget that it's, I totally understand it now because you're in the band. It's, there's always that same way where you've got to try and stay in your lane, right? Which is where don't worry about what other people are doing because otherwise if you're comparing or being competitive with them, you're never going to succeed in your own lane. But in a band, it's impossible not to because you're seeing everyone all the time, what they're doing and what's going on. That's tough. I think it's, na- I think it's, it's just natural. a natural Of course thing. it is, but it's, yeah. it's hard. That must be hard. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're in, we, we like to be in a lane. We like to be in it. We enjoy being in, the, being in that lane. And also, I think that it's just just as as sort of it's all we've known. Like as as in many ways since being adults, it, it this world that like is the only world that we've we've known. So mm. it's it's uh, it's sort of not being in it is harder than being in it in some in some ways. We sort of we're, we're used to you know getting up on stage or. Uh, you know the people around us. We're, we're we're used to being in this environment. Mm. Do you think now? Because when I look back at my life and I see the sort of decisions I made and stuff that I done, sometimes I go, maybe that wasn't right, or maybe this was right. I would change it now. Do you guys look back at your songs, your performances, the things that you did? Do you kind of go, oh, I wish we had changed it? And 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 then how has your sort of process of writing an album singles changed over the time? It's a big question. It is. Um, it's funny. The, 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 when I actually look back, I'm really not a big regrets person at all because I think everything led, leads to this morning, us being this here. This cardigan. This cardigan. Yeah. Which, wonderful. Which is great. I'm very hot, so I have to report. <laughs> but I'm going to style it out. Um, it's I, like I, a rug. I te- it's, it's big. It's yeah, big, yeah. 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 Um, Outside it's cold though. Okay. Yeah, it's All just right. not cold in here. You just didn't take it off. It's a big yeah. power move. You yeah. just yeah. <laughs> now yeah. you've got to stick with it. So um if when I look back at performances and music, I've no regrets at all. The situations around it I have more regrets in. Like okay. my view of the nineties is always, Oh God, I wish I'd have enjoyed it. Because I didn't enjoy any of it. I spent Why not? the whole time worrying. That you weren't that you weren't going to, you know, achieve. this next album's not going to work. And it, uh, I mean, a lot of the responsibility, definitely musically, was on my shoulders. But even so, I should have enjoyed it, and I felt like I didn't really. It was difficult for him to enjoy it because. But, but why? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it to a certain extent, but I, I wish it would have been better than that is. Because basically, when we went, when we'd finished a promo tour, or whether it was a European tour. We'd come home. He was literally straight in the studio. He was under pressure to actually make the next hit because that was, you know, with pop music, it's quite throwaway. If you're not, mm. if you're not having hits, then you're gone. It's, it's almost like you need to be having hits with pop music because it's there. It's popular music. It's always on the radio. You got to be on form, and Gary had to be on form. So Gary wasn't the sort of person that was allowed to just sit at home like us, thinking, "Oh, we hope Gary makes some good music." <laughs> 
You know what I mean? <laughs> just, no, but, but yeah, but we, I mean, we weren't sitting at home doing that as well. We usually I was. Had, I, was usually had, <laughs> yeah. I was on the phone to go and say, I hope you're making some good music <laughs> yeah. while I'm here in Spain. Yeah. But I, yeah. I want to give you guys some stats, right? So this is your stats, which I saw. Okay, so you have had 28 top 40 singles. 28. You've had 20... Uh, Top 10 singles, 12 number one singles, eight number one albums. You've won eight Brit Awards. Um, you've sell, sold 14.3 million albums and 12 million singles in the UK. I think we sent you that. I think you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think what's so interesting is that there's always that doubt. Doesn't matter who, for some reason, yeah. always that doubt. Even though you're you're getting everything, you're winning the Brit Awards, you're traveling the world you're selling out there's always doubt and that's okay to have doubt yeah and it's okay and actually you mean that, in life not you need just, it you right mean, you mean in life in general yeah i think it's so just that every day you wake up whether yeah you know whatever work you're in you're not just talking about doubt within us you're talking, no you i just that it, doubt. Yeah, and i saying, think everyone has it and i think yeah. we always I think it's healthy that I think it's, yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, what's the alternative? Hey, I'm great, everybody. This is good. What I'm going to do today in my studio is going to be awesome because it's coming from me. Because look how that, many awards we've won. It's going to be, everything's going to be all right. That's not everything's a good be right. thing, yeah. you know. I think you've got to, I think you've got to, especially around the music, because, it, because at the end of the day, all of these things we're talking about, it all comes down to the music because the music is the bit that tells you that tells your audience and the people out there where you're up to. And if it's rubbish, it means you've got nothing. You know, you've got something that has a message and it means something to you. The chances are it's probably going to mean something to somebody else. Mm. And it's all about that. It really is. Everything else pins around the music. It's all about how good the music yeah. is. When does this podcast go out, by the way? Whenever you want. Okay, so if this comes out before the album is released, twenty fourth of November, like you oh, say, right. we, we're not resting on our laurels. You see, so we 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 even now, as soon while this whilst this conversation will come up, I'm thinking, oh god, the album's coming out. <laughs> not, we've made the album's panic. coming out, and then I'm thinking, <laughs> right, I really hope it does well. <laughs> you know what I mean in my head because you just don't know. You just do not know. We, yeah, we we're confident in the music that's on it, but we just don't know. But it's but it's interesting. You guys have that, but coming from a fan point of view, right? I I know it would do well. So for for us, you wouldn't even. It's it, it's funny because you see you see you sit with you guys and you think, okay, they they ha they have got it all together. They know exactly what they're doing. Of course, it's going to be a hit. You know, you your your tour is selling out. You've got seven nights of the O2 that you're already pretty much sold out. I hear so it's crazy, right? But still, you guys have doubt, and so it makes it gives you as an individual, as a person, as as a fan, you go, ah, oh, it's okay for me to have doubt as well in our in our own individual lives, which I think is quite nice. All right, everybody. I know. I'm sorry to stop the podcast there. Okay, don't worry. All you got to do is click over to part two of Private Parts, and you can listen to the rest of the episode with Take That. Go into it right now. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.